Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Market Bites. I'm Sam. And I'm Josh. And we're here to break down three of the hottest financial events that happened this week, so you can keep your finger on the pulse, on your way to work, at the gym, wherever and whenever you have time to get updated. Please remember that this podcast is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Stay tuned for additional disclosures at the end of today's episode. So, are you ready? Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Market Bites. I'm joined by the Dream Team again, Josh Gilbert and Neza Malk. Guys, how are we doing? Very well. Thank you, Sam. Very well. Very well, Sam. Uh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. For those that are watching on YouTube, remember, like, share, subscribe. And if you're on the podcast, give us a rating if you like it. Uh, for our conversations today, we're going to talk about NVIDIA. We've got to, right? Uh, we'll also talk about Walmart and Wingstop. Josh, Neza, all good? Why did you pick those, Josh? I mean, I think you said it. We couldn't miss talking about NVIDIA, could we? It's arguably the most talked about stock on uh, on Wall Street at the moment. Um, you know, even everyday people, it's it feels like that time in crypto, you know, when somebody sort of off the street or something starts wanting to talk to you about crypto and you're like oh right it's got to that point and i'm having people random people that aren't interested in the stock market ask me about nvidia asking me about what a gpu is so uh, everyone wants to know about it so we're going to cover it on the market bites podcast that's why i picked it today okay so nvidia is one of the hottest topics right now and i decided to go with a different company that is also reporting this week I decided to go with Walmart. Uh, actually, they released their earnings report yesterday before the market opened. And it is the biggest company by revenue and the biggest US retailer. So I think that their earnings are really important for the market. Um, basically, it's a retailer op operating mainly in the US. And even if you are not from the US, I'm sure that you already heard about them. You can buy anything from groceries to electronics in their shops. And it's not their earnings report is not only important for people investing in Walmart, but for the whole market, because we get a glance on how consumers are behaving and what is their spending power. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one uh, to, to review that. Of course, as you said, their, their earnings have come out. We've got NVIDIA to discuss as well. I've gone for Wingstop. Uh, I was looking at the calendar, the earnings calendar this week and saw they were there. And listen, I love a Wingstop. Um, for anyone that has never had one, I'll explain my order later on, I'm sure. But uh, saw it, looked at their chart, thought, wow. What a story. What a remarkable journey it's been on. So I thought, let me discuss that in a little bit more detail. Before we get to that, before I make everyone hungry, let's talk about NVIDIA. The most watched earnings report across the market, without a doubt, uh, is coming up. So Josh, will it be magnificent? That is the big question. Um, but I think it is easy to really see why nvidia is branded as magnificent at the moment uh, looking over a five-year time horizon shares are up 1500 percent that easily makes it the best performing s p 500 company in that time as well so yeah magnificent absolutely uh earnings 
well, we'll have to wait and see. But ultimately, NVIDIA is sort of a Wall Street darling at the moment, thanks to the fact that it has returned 1,500% in that time and is the best uh, performing S&P 500 stock in the last sort of five years. Um, and it keeps rewarding investors. It has continued to sort of do so. And it obviously is doing that through what is this AI revolution. Obviously, last week as well, it sort of got another feather in its cap. It sort of took the title of the, the third largest company on the S&P 500 as well. It leapfrogged Alphabet. It did Amazon um, a couple of weeks before as well. But in terms of just numbers and, and ultimately why we've seen such a big return on shares, in the last four quarters, um, Jensen Huang and his team at NVIDIA have grown earnings by 500%. And in that time, revenues have more than tripled as well. So we've gone from $6 billion to $18 billion the last time they reported revenues. So again, massive numbers. And it's really easy to see why so many investors are flocking towards the company at the moment. So these numbers are unbelievable. They're so high. And the big question here is, do you think that they can continue? And what numbers are we expecting? Yeah, I think that's probably the, the biggest question right now is, is this going to continue when you've got a company that's gained 1500%? You know, ultimately, everyone's asking what's next. We've got consensus of um, earnings of $4.60 on revenue of $20.4 billion. But I think that we need some context to that because we want to talk about how high expectations actually are. That has actually grown just in the last week alone. I actually looked at these numbers last Thursday when I was writing a bit of a preview um, for the sort of the, the, the earnings report. And last week, the average consensus was $4.56 with revenue of $20.26 billion. So we've moved up even just in the last week alone. So those numbers continue to grow as investors and markets continue to expect more. And it just goes to show how high the bar really is. Um, but also the market adjusting to what has been you know, really a number of blowout quarters. So it, it might be that we don't see outsized numbers as we've seen previously. We've had some huge, huge numbers, some huge um, revenue beats, and then they've sort of beaten and lifted guidance a couple of times as well. Not sure we'll see it, but you can't ride it off because we've got AI growth that is just, you know, huge, um, you know, and what NVIDIA are doing at the moment is just, um, you know, it's it's unstoppable, it seems to be. We're expecting gross margins to lift as well. Uh, we're obviously getting that growth from the data center part of the business, which is sort of really where much of that AI revenue is coming from. Uh, but they're also getting you know, driving higher prices uh, through its GPUs because we've got supply that is still tight. But that is beginning to improve. Lead times are improving as well. So to come back to the question, can it continue? In a simple answer, I'd say yes. I think you know the market expects four-year earnings to grow by another 75% next year. So it'll be the fiscal year. They report a year ahead, so fiscal year 2025. Um, and then they're set to see sales get close to about $100 billion dollars. That is an extraordinary feat when we talk about a year ago, their year, yearly numbers were about $20 billion. Um, and that is why we're seeing investors willing to sort of pay a premium for the stock um, because we're seeing so much growth. And, and I think at the moment, this isn't a bubble type business because they are delivering the numbers in the here and now. Um, we always talk about guidance. Uh, everyone that loves this podcast will know guidance, as we say, is always so important. And it will be for NVIDIA. I think that's what you know the market will focus on here because they want, you know, investors will want to hear that sales aren't slowing down. 
the AI boom isn't a flash in the pan and that ultimately they can get to that $100 billion next year. Um, but I think that the bottom line is that we're not seeing it slow down, but a raise to guidance, I think, would be surprising. If they get past that $100 billion number, then you know this is going to be sort of one of the stories uh, of Wall Street, one of the best stories I think Wall Street would have ever seen because you know it will take the stock higher again. But I think there are still obvious risks here. And I think to have that sort of balanced view, we've obviously got China, which is really a key risk because ultimately, if if we can't deliver to China, which we've seen in the past, there's been chip limitations to China, a huge risk. And then you've also got this idea that customers can actually turn into competitors. Customers such as Microsoft and some of these really big names, you know, are making chips in-house are starting to sort of do uh, what NVIDIA can do within their own businesses as well. So again, that's ultimately can, can be a big risk for the business uh, and also you know if growth just simply doesn't match expectations then that's when uh, you know downfall can sort of come um but bottom line such a big rally anything but perfect will put shares on the back foot um and expect a, an outside move after hours as well you know 10-year average uh, move after earnings uh, is about seven percent the day following the release as well so like i say expect volatility either way yeah i mean yesterday was was down a touch wasn't it? no real reason for it maybe a bit of profit taking ahead of the earnings maybe a little bit of a whisper of uh, a not so good report but it bounced off the lows like you said volatility either way there's a little devil on my shoulder saying you want to see a bad earnings don't you because the impact that it would have on the market it would just be so volatile but that devil I'm flicking away. Let's hope it's good. Let's hope it can continue to support the rest of the market. Um, Neza, uh, what were the results like for Walmart then? And, and what did the market think of them? Uh, so yeah, Walmart released a very strong and positive earnings report. And yeah, it's uh, positively surprised investors and the whole market. Uh, if we take a look at some key numbers in their report, uh, we can see that their revenue increased by almost 6% in the last quarters, that sales were up by 4%, and the global e-commerce business were up tw- uh, was up 23%. Uh, so all those numbers exceeded market expectations, uh, and their sales were mostly up due to groceries and health and wellness products. Uh, they, besides really positive earnings, they also announced that they will be acquiring a company called Visio for $2.3 billion. Uh, and they announced that they will be increasing their dividend by 9%, which is also a positive news for, for investors. Uh, so the numbers, as I said, uh, beat the market expectations. And at the end of the day, their stock, uh, their stock was up by 3% and it also reached a new all-time high. Yeah, incredible. So really positive. Yeah, I mean, it's, I always find it interesting when I look at a, a chart that's near its all-time highs. And if anyone is near a computer or on their phone, do do check out Walmart because the the journey it's been on, let's just say, since the lows in 2015, where it sort of bottomed out after a little bit of a move lower, it's just been exactly what you would want of a stock just nice gradual rise higher but even within that and this is why i find it always quite interesting when i look at a stock that's you know from those lows in 2015 to where we are now it's up over 220 percent. so remarkably happy with that but even within that and this is the point i want to make is how important it is to be patient and understand that even when you know you 
you are in a, a trade for a long time and you want to get those 200, 300, 400% returns, you're going to have times where it comes against you. So in 2018, it moved 27% lower. You know, in 2020, it was down another sort of 20%. Even just March 2022 to the low in October, another 27, 30%. So there is times when the market either doesn't go your way or even goes against you. And it's just a case of being patient. And Walmart investors have been rewarded there. As you said, results were, were positive. The reaction was great. Is there anything else from the report that, that sort of catches your eye there? Uh, yeah. So as I said in the beginning, the their report is important for the whole market, not for just their investors, because with their report, we can see how consumers behaved and what were the items they were shopping for and things like that. So I was really focusing on that part of their report. Uh, so basically, the sh- shoppers were visiting shops more frequently, but their receipts were smaller and they were also shopping less of more expensive items like electronics, TVs, like that. And besides Walmart, we also see Home Depot reporting earnings yesterday. Uh, Home Depot is not just like Walmart, they are focusing more on building materials for people that are renovating their homes and so on. And they also said that people, that shoppers are shopping less for big projects, that they are um, focusing on more smaller projects and so on. And maybe we are experiencing a trend where people are really looking at their budget what they can afford and what they can't afford. That's why I'm really looking forward to other retailers to report their earnings. We are expecting Target in the beginning of March, and that will show us how they really, how the holiday holiday season went and what is their purchasing power. Yeah, and look, I think it's you know really interesting to sort of see how we can sort of look at the sort of the consumer and what they're doing, and we always sort of talk about the retailers on the on the podcast, as you say, to sort of get that general sentiment of spending and and sort of what um, consumers are, are sort of looking like, and it's a great read on sort of the, the general U.S. economy, um, and also as you say, sort of for broader spending patterns um, globally, it gives us a nice idea if we're if we're maybe going to sort of see a recession or um, you know all, all those sort of spending patterns are, are sort of really important as well. I did see some news after the, the sort of the report as well, Neza, which was quite interesting because we're starting to see quite a bit of this now and it was some conversation around M&A and they were talking about an acquisition and I, I think I believe it was a company called Visa. What, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, besides earnings, they announced that they will be acquiring a company called Visio for $2.3 billion. Uh, and before we discuss why they're acquiring them, we have to take a look at what Visio even do. Uh, so Visio is known as TV Maker. Most of people know them by their TVs, but that is not the reason why Walmart is interested in them. Uh, basically, Every Visio TV comes with uh, this platform called SmartCast Operating System. And with that system, Walmart want to expand their advertising business. Uh, They want to compete with bigger players in the industry like Google and Amazon. Um, This system can also connect with Apple's AirPlay or Amazon's Alexa, and they want to interact with consumers more 
and want to see what uh, what they are up to. Um, and for now, uh, VZO's board already approved this acquisition, uh, but regulators are still deciding how to go on. And if acquisition goes through smoothly, um, it will be exciting to see how it will impact on Walmart's revenues and how they can expand their advertising business. Even in the last quarter, their advertising grew by 28%. So let's see where, uh, what can they reach with it. Yeah, I think it's a, a strong move for, for sort of Walmart. If we look at sort of the numbers that we had from, from Netflix the other day, streaming online is is sort of really where consumers are going um for their entertainment ultimately we're, we're sort of seeing that across these big businesses and we all know that pain of trying to stream something to a tv even in this 21st century it's still not as easy as they make it out to be so i'm hoping that this smart cast operating system is is as easy as one two three because i'm sure it'll make a lot of people uh, happier as well. And yeah, let's hope to see that it improves um, revenues in the long term for Walmart. Something that is probably easy as well, Sam, is going to be ordering at Wingstop. Uh, somewhere I've not actually been before. I would say it's more of an American thing. You may be able to open my eyes um, to that. So it's probably a stupid question. What, what do they do? Um, how have they been performing? But most importantly, you mentioned it right at the start. What is your go-to Wingstop order? Yeah, well, I, I feel people listening to this is this is what they want to know. What is the my Wingstop order? Um, so I've actually got the menu up here. And I've never been so hungry uh, in the morning ever. Just looking at it. Uh, so my my go-to, I'll go for a five-piece tenders uh, meal. Get the chips in there as well. If I'm feeling extra hungry, I'm going to get the big flavor burger. But I recommend the loaded fries for people. I even make, recommend the churros for after. The wings are good. The boneless, oh, it's just incredible. The flavor, my go-to flavor. Uh, let me just make sure I say this correctly. Louisiana rub, which is a crispy, spiced, dry rub with its distinctly Cajun drool. It is remarkable. So for those that don't know or have never heard of Wings, as Josh said, it's an American food chain. They've been in the UK as well for... I'd probably say about five, six years, and, and, and you know what, maybe even longer than that. They're established pretty much 30 years ago, 1994, uh, in Texas, and, and they specialize in, with bone-in and boneless chicken wings, along with chicken tenders, fries, and they recently introduced uh, a chicken sandwich, which I haven't actually had yet, but I'll be looking forward to that. Um, they boast over 2,000 stores worldwide now. They were at one point the 40th uh, sort of top, a restaurant in the, in the US in terms of system sales that's going in the right direction. It might even be lower than that now because that was data from a couple of years ago. When you think of the top restaurants in, in that category, McDonald's number one, Starbucks, uh, you know, Taco Bell's there, Wendy's, Burger King, Subway, those kind of names. So their plan is to get into that list at, at some point. They operate 98% franchise model. The majority of Wingstop's revenue is generated through franchise royalties and advertising fees while a smaller portion is derived from company-owned stores. 
I mean, their share price has, has done remarkably well. Um, it's quite interesting to talk about NVIDIA near the all-time high. Walmart near the all-time high. We've got another one near its all-time high. Uh, Wingstop, we're pretty much on its all-time high. In terms of the max performance, it's another one that's sort of done that over 1,000%, 1,300 there. Three-year performance, 138. The year performance is done 95%. Uh, and even if you just look back six months ago, it's 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 doubled. It's gone a hundred percent. So it's heading in the right direction into this earnings report. If you look at Wendy's, um, Texas Roundhouse, in terms of the last ten years, Wendy's has done eighty-seven. Texas Roundhouse has done four hundred and sixty. So obviously, while you know they're pretty good, it's it's not really something that's uh, comparable to Wingstop's growth at the moment. Uh, I never visited any of their restaurants, but I mean, I have to go whenever I, uh, on the next time I'm in the, in the US or UK, uh, it sounds delicious and the number sounds good. So what do you think that investors will be focusing on from this latest report? Yeah. Anyone listening, if you like chicken, you got to go. It's really, really nice. Um, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not being paid to say this either. So, uh, if anyone from Wingstop is listening and you want to give me free chicken, you can, um, well, the last time out, the last quarter, uh, their earnings were, were great. And their CEO mentioned their sort of long-term vision of, of scaling Wingstop into a top 10 global restaurant brand. And, and it was underway and they'd had nine years of positive net outcome and on a quarter quarter basis, the last three had been trending higher as well. So each one had been getting higher and higher uh, revenue was 117 million last time out we're expecting to see that improve around about 14 percent to 119 almost 120 million so another increase albeit not at the rate of the last quarter but you know market is expecting that the market starting to price that in i think what can be quite useful when judging a company is if its peers have already reported so uh, you've seen Chipotle, they delivered top line growth of 15.4% year on year. That beat analysts' estimations, albeit by just 1.1%. Shake Shack, I could talk about Shake Shack order as well. I had a couple of those in, in the last month. They they reported revenues and they were up 20% year on year, exceeding estimates by 2.2%. So post-reaction, Chipotle traded up around um, 2% and, and Shake Shack 7.8%. So Similar companies have done well. I think it's expected that Wingstop will will do do that as well. The focus on the last report really was was on those revenue and net income numbers, those increases, uh, and also system wide sales and domestic same source that same store sales growth. So I'd be keeping an eye on those numbers and look if they're not as good, if they're not an increase quarter on quarter, which is what we're expecting then you're going to see share prices come under a little bit of pressure. One thing I would say about the company is because it's done so well in the last, you know, uh, sort of even if you look at week, it's done 11%, week, month, six months, year, because it's done so well, it's got to really sort of hit these numbers out of the park to continue on. And I think you're going to have people sitting here saying, well, look, if if things coming in line or a little bit worse and you do get the opportunity to, to buy lower down, I think people will bite your hand off for that right now so uh yeah keep an eye on those those numbers the last quarter as well saw 53 new openings can we see similar numbers if not more the company's been going strength to strength it's also included a dividends uh offer to their shareholders uh as well so while it might be a little bit overbought i do think dips will be interesting for for the buyers for the bulls out there the company's very solid 
at the moment. Everything's heading in the right direction. Revenue, total assets, cash, revenue per sale, all trending up quarter after quarter. If that continues, uh, you'd imagine this this company's just going to go from strength to strength. Wow, wings are very profitable. I mean, it makes sense, really. A chicken wing is is profitable, really, isn't it? There's probably a lot of margins in in uh, in chicken wings, but we don't. I just had a quick look. No wing stops that I can see in in Sydney, which is surprising. In, but in, shout out Australia? to no. I think it looked like I could maybe see one in Brisbane, which is in mm. Queensland. Um, so just the one, which is a bit morbid just to have one for a big yeah. brand like that. Maybe they're starting their Australian expansion, but I would have thought that Sydney might be the first place to start. But I would like to give a quick shout out. Wing Boy in Australia uh, is my go-to. Uh, I, will, I will give you my order because I know, obviously, that's what everyone's thinking as well. It's 12 yes. buffalo wings. Sauce? Just 12, just 12 <laughs> buffalo wings. So what, No sauce? Yeah, buffalo. Oh, okay, good. Right, it's on them. It's on them. Okay, spicy. good. Yeah, spicy. So we might have like 12 buffalo and then maybe like 12, maybe like chicken teriyaki or something like that as well. They make, There's about 20 different flavors you can get on there. But yeah, I think uh, I think just you've got to stick to the bar, the buffalo. If you try and go to like barbecue or something else, it just never works. I'm just sticking to no, it. I agree with that. I find barbecue can, can be really, really tricky uh, to get right. I'm so jealous. We don't have any of those in Slovenia, and I'm sure that the, it won't be the first market they will be focusing on. <laughs> no but wings. if I visit Australia or UK, I'm sure where to go. Yeah, you're, I you're mean, I'm hungry even after this episode. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am as well. Um, and I hope our listeners are, are listening to this at the right time, so they're not too hungry at like 11 p.m. at night. But uh, <laughs> by the time people listen to this, Wingstop, you probably will see their their earnings have come out. Uh, obviously, Walmart have reported, Nvidia not too far away as well. Uh, but hopefully, you all enjoyed that. Josh Neza, as usual, thank you very much. Thanks, Bye-bye. You have been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular recipient's investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results.